0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Kingdom Rock Radio. Now, here's a sample of today's program. So, going back to the shepherd sheep relationship, unless you're willing to love God more than anything else or anyone else, the Lord said you cannot follow Him. Not may not, He said you cannot follow. Cannot, meaning it is an impossibility. If you love something else more, that something else that you're loving more will distract you from following the shepherd. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled, From Lamb to Lion. Oh, God's going to do something wonderful in your life. Let me tell you what, I'm so excited about it. Well, today we're going to be in part number two of that series, and it is subtitled, Get a Grip. We've got to get a grip on some things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here comes today's message. You can't beat him get, giving, I guarantee you that. But in this life, he's going to ask you to give up some things. But no matter what you give up, you can never match what you've given up with what he's going to give you in return. He's a God of reward. And I'm so thankful. He's a God of reward and of commissions and of promotions. All right, so just keep those things in mind. All right, so now we're going to go right back up to, uh, to the very first part of that, and we're going to talk f- um, from the, the subject today really of get a grip. Turn to your neighbor, and tell them get a grip. Get a grip. And you tell them you got to get a grip. You really do have to get a grip. So we're going to talk about that today, uh, getting grip. We're going to speak. Hopefully we can get through verses 1, 2, and 3. Maybe, if not, we'll have to take that up on next week. Because in order for us to get down to the rewards in the end, we've got to uh, go through the preparation phase of this first. So the very first part of this, we say again, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Now, this is a grounding verse. It keeps you grounded, keeps you grounded. Because remember, the whole Psalm 2 and 3 will go through a cycle. You go through a cycle of preparation, demonstration, and then the Lord exalts you or he rewards you. And then you go right back around to the grounding stage, because after we get as a people, as human beings, after we get high, we tend to get halting. We tend to get halting the more. As a matter of fact, the more money and stuff we get, the prouder we become. Yes, the more stuff so. When the Lord exalts or rewards you, when he exalts or rewards you, it's time then to go back and get grounded and realize that your source comes from him. He is the source of all things. So he'll ground you once again. You go up, you get up to the next level. Oh, wow, this net is happening. But then he'll ground you again. Hey, 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 hey. Remember, I'm the one that gave you the ability to get the well. I'm the one who changed your life. I'm the one who did that. Okay? Then you go through the cycle again, the whole cycle going through the valley, of the shadow of death and everything and all the transition, and all the changes. And then you're exalted again. Amen. And then, hey, hey, wait a minute. Time for you get grounded it again. Time to get grounded again. OK, so it's a whole cycle, the whole season uh, and every round goes higher. You loop here and it goes higher. Every loop goes higher and higher and higher. All right. So now we're on that grounding section now, uh, in these verses of preparation. So it says again, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want now the word, uh, shepherd here really is a verb. Of course, it, a shepherd is a person, but it is used here as a verb and a shepherd is one, uh, as a matter of fact, the word actually means to pasture, to tend, to graze, to feed. So the Lord is my feeder. He is the one who pastures me. He sends me out to the pasture. He's the one who directs, who guides, who rules, who instructs. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this uh, other than just to say that we have to get our um, priorities in order. And understand who is the master and who is the servant. Understand who is in charge, who is a ruler. As a human race, we love the feelings of control. We love to think that we are in control. We love to think it. But in reality, we don't control anything. You don't control anything, really. I'm telling you, we don't control anything. Um, we don't control our next bit of air. We don't control our next heartbeat. We may think we control when we're going to go to bed, but you have no control over it if you're going to get up. Control in this life is a fantasy we think when we we're children I, I can't wait to grow up and then I can do whatever I want oh my lord how many of us believe that I can I'll go and buy as much candy as I want to I'll go to a toy store as many times as I want to yeah the more mature you get you realize the less control you're actually in someone else We'll pull strings. We're not in control. OK? We're not in control. What we do have is the power to decide many times. We have the power to decide what we're going to do, but often sometimes when you decide to do something, for some other reason, you can't do it. There's always something else, some other factor that's there. Control is a fantasy. Are you understanding? so but if we think that we are in control we think that we can control our own lives our own destiny and all these other things if we think that then it'd be difficult for us to acknowledge the Lord as a shepherd because we say well I got it I can do it I can handle this myself hmm hmm you hear what I'm saying so let's let's take this thing a proper priority and understand that he is the shepherd. He is the one who guides. He is the one that directs. Unless we can get that straight there, there's no point going down. You never you never meet. You never get into the rewards. You never get into the commissions until this part is straight. Remember, the Lord said, unless uh, you, as a matter of fact, we can go. Let's go ahead and try to go here. Let's go to the book of Luke. Let me show you some things. I'm old tech today. I have, I have paper let's go to the book of Luke Luke 14 this is very familiar here Luke 14 this is not on the screen you just have to you can uh, read or just listen Luke 14 verses 25 through 27 now as sheep we follow Christ he's a shepherd he's the leader he's the he's the one who guides us directs us he goes out and we follow after him so he's a shepherd, we're the sheep. All right. Verse twenty-five of Luke fourteen says this. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now we know the word hate here means to love less, meaning you have to love God more than all of the others. That's a command. He said, unless you love me more, you cannot be my disciple. And the word disciple means follower. You can't follow me. So, going back to the shepherd sheep relationship, unless you're willing to love God more than anything else or anyone else, the Lord said, you cannot follow him. Not may not, he said, you cannot follow. Cannot Meaning it is an impossibility. If you love something else more, that something else that you're loving more will distract you from following the shepherd. And you'll find that you'll always be going astray, always be going straight, always be veering off to the left or to the right, always be veering off. You won't keep Jesus in proper focus or view. He said, if you love these things more than me, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my follower. my follower. You won't. So he says things in proper priority. As a matter of fact, uh, verse 27, he says, and whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. There is pain involved in this. Yeah. Okay, bearing the cross is some measure of pain. And don't you understand, uh, so as we say the Lord is my shepherd, as we identify him as shepherd, as ruler, as guide, as governor, as one who has control, as one we yield to, he is the shepherd I am the sheep he leads I follow as we set the relationship up that means some part of you is going to have to die some part of your own decision making Lord Lord says this we say no I don't want to do that in order for you to follow that part is going to have to go that's a really a, a really a part of the death process Deaf to your own will, deaf to your own desire. Because understand, only when we die, that part of us dies, can we ever live. Man, in essence, you can say we are actually seeds that God plants into the earth. And unless a seed is willing to die, in other words, be in the ground, you know, and, and the shell breaks up or decays, and then that plant comes up out of that comes out of that seed, right? And it breaks through the ground and becomes that pretty plant. Unless it does that, it will never become what it's supposed to be. We continue to hold on to the seed life, thinking that we know what is best. Hallelujah. So, it, But it's a process of releasing control, what we call is control. It's a process of releasing our will to God. It doesn't happen overnight because really for the most part we say we believe Jesus we believe in God but do you believe Jesus do you believe in God enough to put yourself in harm's way to follow his command can you put yourself in harm's way to obey his command that's believing are you hearing when he when he will say well I want you to give this uh, I want you to go there and tell that person something. Well, Lord, Lord, they laugh at me? Lord, what if they laugh? What if uh, what if they won't receive what I'm saying? Can you put yourselves in harm's way? What if they laugh? What if I am humiliated? What do you mean go up to talk to somebody? We're at the gas station. I'm pumping gas and they're on the other side. Can you go over there and talk to him and tell them I love him? Well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Are you willing to put yourself in harm's way to follow his command? Are you hearing? That's believing. That's believing. As a matter of fact, until we put ourselves in harm's way, hearing his command, then I would say that you really don't believe. I'm here to help today. But I'm telling you, it is a process. A process of growing, a process of learning, a process of believing. Just like the chair that you're sitting on now. You believe that chair will hold you up based on your experiences with other chairs. Some of you came in, and sat in, sat in the exact same chair that you were in last time. Right? Because you, you had no doubt. None of you, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see any of you come in and check the chair and turn upside down and, and wiggle the legs and try to get it to move. And then you sat down in it. No, you just came in, just sat down you set your entire weight you just plop down now if you believe the slightest bit that that chair would fall you wouldn't have done that because we know the pain unless you have extra padding Uh, we won't get into that we know the pain that it would cause if we drop on the concrete of this. Drop the concrete, right? But that took some over time you learn that chairs are stable, this looks stable, I can trust this, I can depend on this, so I can use this. Amen. By the same token, it's going to take some time for you to trust and to depend on God. Amen. The Amen. danger is that we say we do when we don't. Amen. And one of the indicators is are you willing to follow him follow his word follow his will his wisdom even when it puts you in danger here's a, another example of of a single or rather uh, of a, a couple that is living together and they have a child and uh, let's say the woman gives her life to the lord jesus and jesus tells her all right well you're gonna have to come out of this relationship you know if he won't marry you you're gonna have to leave and she says well lord I don't have a job and I don't have an education. How in the world am I going to leave this man? He is providing for me and my children. God says, okay, you're going to have to go. But Lord, I I don't have a job. I, I don't have a car. He is providing for me and the three children. And one is a baby. Where am I going to go? You got to get out of this relationship. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Are you willing to put yourselves in harm's way to obey what he said? Here's another case. Let, let's, say that, that, let's say that there's another woman, and, and, um, and she, has, uh, she has no money, but she has a small child, a small baby. Small child. And someone, uh, and she goes somewhere, and she just needs some milk uh, for the baby or some, something to eat. Let's say they're homeless on the side of the road. And she needs some food for the baby. And uh, let's say there's a curb market, and there's food there on the side of the road. You know that they have the uh, the food on the side of the road, like those little kiosks or what have you. And she's hungry, and the baby is hungry. And she's trying to console the baby, trying to console the baby. And the shopkeeper turns his back for a second, uh, exposing Uh, his wares and there's formula right there. There's some other food right there. He turns his back for a second. Would she be justified in stealing? Some would say yes. When the word says, no, do not steal. God says, don't do that. I've got something else for you. So are you willing to put yourself and your child in harm's way to obey what he said? You will only do that if you believe. Are you hearing? We can justify things. Oh, I need this. I can do this. We can justify actions. We can justify wrongness. But here again, do we actually believe? Especially when it gets hard to obey. And we're only going to obey in periods of hardness if we believe. But I'm telling you again that believing is a process. It is a process. It may take years for some to actually believe God enough to give a tenth. It may take years for someone to believe actually to come into the house of God and actually hear a word. I don't know. It may take years. But that is developed through a relationship with him and through spending time with him. I can walk you through the scriptures, especially there in John, the 10th chapter, how the Lord said that he is the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. He has given all and continues to give all to us. All. Are you willing to give all to him? See, it's a process we can say yes lord i give you all i give you all i give you all and we could even raise our hands and close our eyes and say lord i give you all of myself all of my mind my will all of my emotions all of me all that i am all that i ever hope to be i give it all to you and it's a pretty prayer and you may really actually mean that with all of your heart but there is still some part of you that says no So that's why we say, God, I give it all to you. Help me to release the parts of me to you that don't want to submit. Are you hearing? There are still parts of us that are in rebellion toward God. There are still parts of you that are rebellious toward God. Still parts of us that are in rebellion. Still parts that say, I know best, I'll do it my way. Even though we say the Lord is my shepherd, you're my shepherd, Jesus. Yes, you are. And I am your sheep, I'm your good sheep, I'm going to follow you, I believe you, Jesus. Jesus. But you've got to admit the rebellion. Admit God, I am rebellious, I want my way. I want to have it and I want to do it. I, it's me, me, me. Admit that you are selfish. Amen. 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 Lord, I'm selfish. Yes, See, until you admit those things, you'll never truly follow. Amen. Hallelujah. Rebellious, Jesus. stubborn, selfish. At the core. And when you expose those things to the light, when you talk about them, when you confess them before God, then the light comes in and God begins to work on those areas. But as long as we deny that they are there, we become self-deceived. God is not deceived. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Your enemy is not deceived either. And he'll continue to play on you and beat on you and ride you. Because as long as there's an area of your life that is not submitted to God, he has control, potential control and an area to open the door and dominate you. So we expose that. So when the scripture says again, here again, we're in the preparation verses. Preparation verses. So when he says that he is our shepherd. Shall not want now we're just in the first part of that I want to let's look at one more word in that first phrase. Are y'all see with me today? Yeah. He said, the Lord is what my. the Lord is that what's that one word after is my my, my implies what some sort of ownership He belongs to me. Can you imagine the God of the universe, the supreme being, allowing us human beings to have ownership? But that's only true if you have agreed to follow him. He is yours and you are his. That's a relationship. I am yours and you are mine. He is our God and we are his people. He allows himself to be captured by us, to be called our own. And we give ourselves completely to him. And he has already given himself completely to us in the measure that which we can receive. Okay, does that make sense to you? All right. Now, if that part goes, if we understand just that part there, we're almost, almost, almost there. Y'all stay with me. Getting a little restless you can get up and walk around if you want to get a drink in the back you can do this completely fine we need to take a break let's take a let's take a three-minute break all right hope you enjoyed your break got refreshed got refreshed amen i want you to be comfortable this is extremely important and i want to make sure that all of us get the entire word of the lord amen Well, we'll go for another 15 or so minutes as much as you can uh, receive today and uh, we'll go forward. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, as we go back in now to uh, verse number one, once again, now notice it says the Lord again is my shepherd. I shall not want. And we said that uh, the word shepherd here is actually a verb, meaning that uh, he is doing something. He is, uh, he is your feeder. He is the one who tends to you. The word shepherd here also means to tend. He tends for you. He tends after you. You ever, you ever tend to your children? You know, you, what does that mean? Yeah, sometimes you may have to discipline. Uh, you may have to discipline the children. Even the larger children there. You have to tend to the need. When they're hungry, you feed them right when they're not feeling well you take care of them you tend to them children can't tend well there's some things that children cannot do for themselves that mom and daddies have to step in and help Mm -hmm. right the lord is the one who tends to us and we have to allow him uh the place in our lives to do that to tend to us but we keep standing in front of him lord I i got it 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 And so he'll step back and let you have it. And then we'll make a mess. Then, all right, let's go and clean it up together. He's one who tends to you. But here again, it is a process. A process of believing. A process of releasing what we think is control to him. A process of releasing our lives to him. It's a process. Say Process. Okay, now, that process won't begin until we, at first, again, admit our rebellion, amen, amen. admit our stubbornness, amen. admit our part in it, Jesus. and ask him to help us with that, that we may release our lives completely unto him. Jesus. Okay? Uh, even um, um, Luke 14, says this, So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsake not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. The word disciple means again follower. Unless you forsake all that you have, you cannot be his follower. That's a, here again. Cannot, won't happen. If something else is still controlling, if you give to something else the rule, whether it's money, whether it's people, whether it's job, there are so many things that can have the that we can give the control or rule over our lives. He said, "I have to be the supreme one." You say you're on a job making $100,000 a year. God says, I want you to leave that and become a fry cook at McDonald's. What? (laughs) Yes, you are making, you have a successful practice. You're making $100,000 a year. You are doing well. Big house, whole nine yards. Lord says, all right, you're doing good. Now, I want to promote you. All right, Lord, what's next? Go down to McDonald's, fill an application. I want you to work as a fry cook what lord see that doesn't make any sense right doesn't make any sense but maybe there's someone there that god wants you to minister to and to serve to but maybe he wants you to do that maybe you're entering into your humbling season into the grounding season let me show you who's in control here go do this go serve in the food bank Go serve in the homeless shelter. Go serve. What, Lord? Go serve. So that he may exalt you once again. Understanding? Mm -hmm. Now, the very next part of that verse says, it says again, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, that's a big phrase. I shall not want is huge. That's huge. Now, the word want here means to be diminished in any capacity to be diminished. Diminished. If I had uh, a glass of water here, just a glass, plain old glass of water here in my hand. And uh, here's a pitcher of water right here. It's kind of heavy. pitcher of water. And if I pour that pitcher of water into this glass and it's overflowing, the glass is now overflowing. There's glass all over my notes now. The glass is uh, rather, there's water all over my notes. There's, yeah, it didn't sound right. There's water all over my notes. There's water all over the podium. There's water on the floor, and it's continuing to pour out. I'm doing every drip. Now, the glass is completely full. It is overflowing, completely full. It is fully, put the picture down, it is fully satisfied. Okay? Now, the moment I take the glass up and I turn it out just a little bit, and one drop comes out, now that glass is in need. It has been diminished now it has room for more want means that you have room for more that there is lack there so I pick up my pitcher again pour some more water in the pitcher and I pour it back in there and now it is fully now it is full again it is now not in want there is no want that is not lacking it has not been diminished Okay. here's the promise now this oh I let my glass fall We'll clean it up later. We'll clean it up later. Don't worry about it. Here's the promise. God says simply here, if you make him Lord, if you make him shepherd, you will never be diminished. You'll never be in want. You'll never be without a full supply. That's a very powerful promise if you make him shepherd that is if you allow him to lead you around if you forsake all for him there'll never be a time never be a moment in your existence that you'll ever be in want that you'll ever be in lack that you'll ever be diminished you'll always be fully supplied you'll always be fully satisfied never would be there never would there be one moment if you let him lead Now, that is a very powerful promise. Not one moment, not one second of your life will you ever be diminished or lack anything if you let him lead you. You understanding? Now, the Lord is not talking about, say, well, Lord, I, I have an extra bedroom. I need a flat screen. That, that's want. That's need there. I need. Amen. There is something that is excess, and then there's something that is fully supplied. There's a difference between fully supplied and excess. Okay? If God has called you to own a chocolate factory, He'd give you everything you need for chocolate. Why would He give you chickens <laughs> or cows? be called you to own a chocolate factory amen, amen, amen. but we look out the window at the plant that next door and see they are processing chickens and cows and beef and steak we say why can't I have some of that beef and steak in my chocolate because it's going to be nasty <laughs> steak chocolate doesn't sound right to me maybe some hot sauce doesn't sound right but we'll look out the window and see what other people have and desire to have that and we say that i need that i want that when that's not a part of your assignment does that make sense we have to stay the course allow the lord to be the shepherd allow him to determine the direction But we get mixed up looking at other people. I want that. They got this and that. They got this and that. And then we develop a want and a desire for what they have, which may not be a part of our assignment. And we say, God, you say I can have whatever I want. Uh, You said I'll never be in want. I'll never want. I'll not want anything. I shall not want. But all of this. He said, I didn't call that. And so we begin to develop wants that are unauthorized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but this is the part of that, clean, that cleansing process. How many wants do you have in your life that are unauthorized? He said, chocolate factory. You should be asking, I guess, for some sugar. <laughs> guess some cocoa beans, I guess, is where they come from. Huh? What? Some Milk, yes, yes, you got to have some milk and whatever else that makes up the chocolate. So certain things, so you'll never, your storerooms for your supplies for making chocolate will always be full. you never want, never want, the trucks will always back in. You'll always have a full supply to get that chocolate out. That's a part of your assignment. Okay, so I guess Deborah is delivering the milk. She'll always have it to deliver it to your factory. But the danger is, you say you want, you say we have want, when that's not a part of what you've been called to do. So what have you been called to do? I don't know. Well, then how do you know whether you're in want of something or not? How can you determine what want is when you don't know what you've been called to do? this world is a master advertising agencies are masters at telling you what you need and what you want how you should look what you should drive how you should feel what drink this it's it's life in the bottle drink i got to have some of that uh buy this exercise equipment i got to get that and and lord we know what happens to that drive this and this and that yeah and so we get debt 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 up to our eyeballs to try to buy something that is not a part of our assignment and then we say god help me pay for it all he said i didn't tell you to get it help me pay for this all god help me pay for it i didn't tell you to get that that's not a part of your assignment but he said i'll help you does that make sense are we looking at somebody looking out the window at somebody else's plant And what they're supposed to be making, which has nothing to do with what we're making. Well, that's some good stuff, Holy Ghost. Let's go for another five minutes. And so here again, the Lord says, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. And the word want here talks about being diminished, being lacking in any capacity. Remember, we're only here on this planet just for a short while. All of us have just a short while. We don't have a uh, we don't have an eternal eternity down here on this planet, being in these bodies. We're not immortal in, in this planet on this planet in these bodies. We only have a short amount of time to be down here, but we get wrapped up in stuff down here and we lose our eternal perspective. The worst thing that can happen to a born again believer is that you lose your eternal perspective You forget where you're going. And you get so wrapped up in the problems and cares of this life that you forget that this is not home. We're passing through. Amen. Amen. And we get too comfortable yes. thinking this and that. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Go ahead and buy a fancy bed. Buy me one too there's nothing wrong if you want a water bed or whatever go and get you one hallelujah sleep better at night maybe that's it i don't know there's nothing wrong you want to get a comfortable car some comfortable clothes there's nothing wrong with that but don't get so comfortable that you want to stay here when it's time to leave Amen. And that you cannot hear the master's voice does that make sense to you ask your neighbor does that make sense He said he is, he is our shepherd. We shall not want. Let's look at the very next phrase. Oh, he making me to lie down in green pastures. And I think we'll do this and we'll close. He making me to lie down in green pastures. Now, the word lie down there means to stretch out. In Hebrew text, it means to stretch out, stretch out. We usually think as we usually think lie down means to relax. He makes me to relax. But this work, stretching out, is relaxing, but this is not a place of rest. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the what? Still waters. The still waters is actually the place of rest. It's actually the place of relaxing. But God does not say, he's not saying rest, rest. In other words, lead me. he, he um, makes me lie down in green pastures. We think of that as rest. Leads me beside the still waters. We think of that as rest. He's not saying rest, rest, that you can't find that where the Lord is saying, rest, rest, but there is a work, rest. And even in the book of Genesis, God he worked, He, he created things, and then the seventh, seventh day He rested. There's always work, then rest. This stretching out, leading this, um, making you to lie down in green pastures talks about a stretching period, to lie down means to stretch. He's going to stretch you, stretch your faith, stretch your abilities, let you see. He's going to, if we were talking about a car, he's talking about putting his foot in the gas to see how, let you see how fast you can go. If you were a truck, he's going to put the maximum load on it, stretch you to let you see how much you can carry. This is a stretching. Some of you have been in therapy before. Brother Kelly, I know, been in therapy before. After you had surgery and they stretch you, they say, Stretch this is part of the therapy. You're stretching that thing out. And it hurts, so I've been told. It hurts to do all the stretching, right? I know a lot of men who can see their toes but can't touch their toes. You have to stretch down there to touch those toes. I can't get no talk, don't worry about it. I mean, I can do it like this, raise my foot up, but All right, stretching is difficult. Stretching our faith, stretching what we believe, stretching what we know to be true. God says, "I'm going to pull on this now, and he's doing this in a green pasture, a prosperous place, a place of plenty. In other words, you'll get some return for your labor. You're not just going to run, run in circles, just do things in circles. You'll get a return for your investment. This is a time of work, a place of work. And even in the natural, when the Lord leads sheep into, uh, we see a farmer or shepherd leading his natural sheep into a green pasture. It's there for them to eat. Here's the place for you to eat. Here's all you can eat. Go eat. And eating is also work. When you're resting, you're resting. It's not a good idea to... Eat while you're trying to sleep. Uh-oh. I didn't say eat in the place of your sleep. And you can eat in bed if you want to. Watch out for the crumbs, but that's, that's something else different. But this is a place, uh, the green pasture's making you to lie down or making you to stretch out. God said, I'm going to make you stretch out in a green and prosperous place I'm going to make you do this he said he maketh me to lie down he's going to make you stretch out now when somebody says I'm going to make you do it that is whether you want to do it or not why because first of all we submitted say hey you're the one I agree to follow you then God says number two your chocolate factory will always always have everything that you need you'll never be diminished now he says come on follow me what we're going to do Lord it's time for you to stretch Time of you stretch where, Lord? Right there in this prosperous place. There's a place for you to stretch. Place for you to run free. A place for you to see your gifts and use your gifts and talents that God will show you. Then after you're stretching, then he leads you beside the still waters for a place of rest. Place of peace. But peace and rest only comes after the stretch. And the stretch only comes after. Our storehouses are full, we lack nothing, and that only comes after we submit completely to Him. I pray heard the Word of God today. We'll stop there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Well, well that's it my friends for this recorded message. Thank you so much for hearing this audio CD. Now here's the next step. Take the CD out and share it with a friend. And don't forget, there is a QR code, that is quick response code, on the front of the CD. Well, you just take your smartphone out and you scan that code, and guess what? You'll install the Kingdom Rock app right on your mobile device. And in the Kingdom Rock app, uh, it's available, of course, in the Android market and iPhone, and you can have the web app if you have another type of phone. Well, once you scan that code, you'll have access into our entire archive of messages. There are probably hundreds or thousands of messages there that you can hear, and they're made new and fresh, uploaded fresh every single week to the glory of the Lord. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right, well, before we go, I want to just say a word of prayer over your life, and I pray that God will richly bless you. Would you take a moment and pray with me? Oh, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now listening to this audio CD. I ask you to bless them and cause your light to shine upon them and cause them to see better days, cause them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And Father, I pray that the power of darkness would be broken off of their lives and that they would see Jesus plainly, brightly, and victoriously in their own lives. Bless my friend today, I ask, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And my friend, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you know, here's a good time to do it. So just continue to play the CD, and I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And of course, there is no magical words, no magical words that will get you into the kingdom of God. But this short prayer of salvation can start you on the way. Then after we're finished praying, do me a favor. Look for a good local church, a good Bible-believing local church that will help you in your spiritual growth and development. Get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I pray that you will be filled with God's precious spirit. And remember, if you're ever in the Bremen area, you're welcome, more than welcome, to stop by and worship with us. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just check our website for more details at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, are you ready to pray? Let's pray. I'll pray for you, and then you just repeat after me, okay? Father, your word declares that those who come to you, you will in no wise cast out. So, Lord, I'm bringing my friend to you right now. Regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have done, I know that the blood of Jesus was shed on their behalf and you want to forgive them you're waiting to do it and i ask you that you would hear us as we pray all right my friend all right come on let's pray together and just say with me father i admit that i have sinned i have done wrong i have fallen short of your plans for my life but i believe in jesus i believe that he is a savior of the world And I may not know how everything works, but I do believe. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to fill me and to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I need you and I thank you for washing my sins away and making me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, I believe that that is the start of a wonderful relationship between you and God the Father. Continue in his rich word. And join us next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you now. God bless you.